You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast. To support this podcast, go to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and click Donate. The question for those presently at the center is not whether they will include the presently marginalized at their table, but whether they will participate in the socially transformative work that is already taking place on the margins of their society. Welcome to the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. This is episode 307, and our title is A Christmas Story for the Marginalized. Our feature text is Luke 2, 8 through 10, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. We've entered the holiday season, and I want to begin by wishing each of you a very happy holiday season. In the Christian calendar, this is the season of Advent. And in Luke's version of the narratives about Jesus's birth, the author chooses to center an unlikely community to receive the first announcement of good news to all people. And this was the community of, according to this story, shepherds, living in the fields nearby. Now, in Luke's society, socially, politically, economically, shepherding filled one of the lowest occupational roles. And shepherds, they bore the brunt of of their lower social location. Shepherds were considered untrustworthy, and their work, according to to some then-popular interpretations of the Torah, it made them continually unclean. The most obvious implication of all of this is that the good news of the Jesus story, it first came to a community on the edges of Jesus' society. His story was going to be first for those on society's edges and not those in positions of of privilege and power. And this narrative contradicts the one that modern westernized Christianity has long used to equate Christianity with social respectability. Today, with few exceptions, the church has often missed out on building relationships and community with people who are pushed to the fringes of our larger society. And I'm being generous when I say it this way, to simply say that, that Christian communities have missed out, that ignores the reality that, that the marginalized have been more than simply missed. The church has, in many cases, driven these folks to society's fringes so that they're, they're marginalized by the very ones who carry the name of Jesus. And it matters how we understand each version of the stories of Jesus' birth and what social, economic, and political, even religious implications these stories would have had for their original listeners in their context. When we read contextually today, uh, we begin to see a rich field of insights in these stories for our, our work of social justice. And historically, again, Christians have spent countless hours on apologetics defending 
missing certain details in Jesus's birth narratives, but but they've ignored the more socially relevant implications of these stories. One example of a of a detail that we've historically focused on is in Matthew's Gospel of the Virgin Birth. That that story element would have meant something to those living in Galilee, continually bumping up against the Roman myths about the birth of of Caesar Augustus. It says little to us today, though. It says very little to us in our scientific age. Yet there's other elements of Jesus' birth narratives in both Matthew and Luke that I believe can still offer us much, uh, much insight and wisdom as we're working toward a world of love and justice uh, today. And how we as Christians hear the Christmas story, how we read the Christmas story, and how we interpret the Christmas story, it matters. Reclaimed interpretations of the Christmas story story, they emphasize details that I don't believe we can afford to miss. Jesus being born into immense poverty, being announced to the socially outcast, uh, bypassing the politically, economically, and socially and religiously centered of of the day, uh, his parents becoming violence-fleeing refugees for the well-being of their child. There's an entire foundation here on which to build a framework for Christians who are working towards social justice today. And the story it whispers to us of the need for communities to prioritize the poor, uh, the insignificant, to prioritize the forgotten, to prioritize the marginalized. These are people who gathered at this lowly manger and they dared to believe that that babe lying there, that this good news, that it really did belong to them. The message to the shepherds was, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. And the babe in a manger, it would not affirm, that baby would not affirm the dominant structure of a society of inequity. It would not affirm uh, the dominant structure of a society of oppression or of exploitation. Instead, this baby would grow up to gather the outcasts, the socially marginalized, those labeled and treated as less than by the privileged and powerful. He, He called for a society that did this too. It's not just something he did. He called for a transformation of the communities we lived in. And it began with his early followers. Early communities of Jesus followers were almost wholly comprised of people from society's edges. At the heart of Luke's retelling of the Jesus story, and I believe it was the reason he, unlike Mark and John, included the details of Jesus's birth. At the heart of Luke's retelling is a desire to contrast Jesus Jesus's vision for human community of no more oppression, exploitation, or marginalization with the much larger Roman society that they lived in. And we're going to cover these contrasts in Luke in the upcoming weeks leading up to Christmas, but I believe that they hold wonderful encouragement for those of us today who are working within or alongside marginalized communities also, especially for Christians who allow Jesus's teachings to speak into their lives. And lastly, during this holiday season, in the midst of all that's taking place in the news presently, 
we must not forget what these stories say to those who are marginalized in our society. And we'll talk about all of this too. For now, it's enough to, to meditate on the fact that in the Gospels, especially their birth narrative is about Jesus. It's the marginalized who are centered. It's the foreigners, the shepherds, the poor, the marginalized, the so-called nobodies, even the animals of the stable. It's these groups that gather around that manger to symbolize, I believe, Believe, the human community this newborn babe would grow up to speak about. The good news is for them. And people are of infinite value in this story. In these stories, people and communities that are marginalized by their present society, they are especially of immeasurable worth. And when I was born, my parents printed and sent out baby announcements to all their family and friends. And I don't know if many parents still do this, but I still have my birth announcement. And to think of Jesus's birth stories in this light, it's the marginalized who are the ones to whom the birth announcements of of Jesus's birth are first sent. And in the hustle and bustle of, of this season's celebrations, I know we get busy with traditions and revelry. There are still, in the midst of all of that, Christians who, who they still subscribe to various forms of exclusion, whether it be xenophobia, racism, homobi, or transphobias, sexism, Whatever the, the phobia is or whatever the form of exclusion is, we must allow the universal truths of this story, especially of inclusion, to confront us. If you're a Christian setting out nativity scenes in your home this year, just stop for a moment and look at each of the figurines that you're placing. Who do these figures represent today? How are they represented in your own life? And are you one of them? And if not, are you living in solidarity with those that are represented in this nativity scene. Your nativity scene hints to us that this babe lying in a manger, born into poverty and, and surrounded by those on the edges of his society, he will grow up and cast before the imagination of his listeners a vision for, for human society and, and those that society considers less than. And his is a story for the powerless. It's a story for the oppressed, the poor, the marginalized, the unclean, those who are judged, those who are labeled, those who are excluded, the insignificant, the forgotten. These are the very ones that can gather around this lowly manger and dare to believe that the babe who lies there really is for them. This last year, one of Renewed Heart Ministries' recommended books was Miguel A. De La Torre's Reading the Bible from the Margins. And speaking of our nativity scene this week, it reminds me of this passage from his book. This is from Kindle Location 629. Jesus' audience was primarily the outcasts of his society. This is why it's important to understand the message of Jesus from the perspectives of the disenfranchised. The marginalized of Jesus' time occupied the privileged position of being the first to hear and respond to the gospel. By making the disenfranchised recipients of the good news, Jesus added a political edge to his message. Jesus' birth name narratives 
They're not calling for the societally privileged Christians today to begin including those presently marginalized. On the contrary, the Christmas stories call these specific Christians to recognize that God is already working in the margins of their society. The question for those presently at the center is not whether they will include the presently marginalized at their table, but whether they will participate in the socially transformative work that is already taking place on the margins of their society. The stories of Jesus, they're not stories of inclusion where those presently centered maintain their position of privilege. These are stories about a fundamental change in the way we shape our human communities. And it begins with recognizing the universal truths of this manger scene. I can think of nowhere else that is a better place for us to start our holiday season as Christians this year as contemplating what that manger scene uh, really, really is saying to us today. Change always happens from the grassroots up, from the margins inward. The question for those at the center is whether they will obstruct those working for a safer, just society or whether they'll work in harmony with them. This is what these stories are saying to me this year, I would love to hear what they're saying to you as well. Heart group application number one, where do you see societally transformative work already being engaged uh, within communities that are societally marginalized today. And then number two, pick one of these communities. Reach out to that community that you've chosen and find out the needs of those in this community who are doing transformative work. And then number three, discuss with your heart group how your group can help to alleviate the needs that you discovered. Pick something from your discussion and, and put it into practice and then note your experiences. Share with your group group in the upcoming weeks what you're what you're learning. Thanks for checking in with us this week wherever you are. Keep choosing love, compassion, action, reparative and distributive justice. Another world is possible if we choose it. And don't forget all donations to Renewed Heart Ministries this month, they're being matched dollar for dollar. Through this generous offer, you can support you can make your support go twice as far uh, here at the end of the year. And also we'd like to invite you to become one of our monthly sustaining supporters through our share table fundraiser that's going on right now. You'll receive a special gift from us for doing so. To find out more, go to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and click on the share table fundraiser image. I love each one of you dearly. Happy holidays to you all. I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.